Welcome to the virtual church with Reverend Prosper Asamoah. Reverend Prosper Asamoah is the senior pastor of Love Sanctuary Takradi, where Jesus is exalted and his love demonstrated. Now, the sermon. Amen. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for another day in your house. Thank you for the fellowship. Thank you for the love. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing that is in this place. Thank you that you are a dependable God and your faithfulness is forevermore. That's why we've gathered here, knowing that you'll be here with us to talk to us, to guide us in the ways of life. Help us. Lord, help me to say what you've put in my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Today, my sermon, I've titled it, Judge Not. Judge Not. In the house of God, in the family, at the workplace, in society, there are people who judge people. They judge so much. And today I want to talk about judge not. I want to say we should stop judging because Jesus was against it. Scripture is against judge. Shall we start? Today I'm using Amplified most, mostly, the Amplified Bible. I hope you have it there. John chapter 8 from verse 1. It says, But Jesus went to the Mount Olives. Let's go, let's go fast. Early in the morning, at dawn, he came back to the temple court, and the people came to him in crowds. He sat down and was teaching them. When the scribes and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, they made her stand in the middle of the court and put the case before him. Teacher, they said, this woman has been caught in the very act of adultery. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such women offenders should be stoned to death. But what do you see to do with her? This they said to try or to test him, hoping they might find a charge on which they can accuse him. But Jesus took down and wrote on the ground with his finger. However, when they persisted with their question, he raised himself up and said, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bent down, went on writing on the ground with his finger. They listened to him, and they began going out, conscious shrinking one by one, from the oldest down to the last one of them. So Jesus was left alone with the woman standing there before him in the center of the court. When Jesus raised up himself, he said to her, Woman, where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? Jesus answered. She answered, sorry. She answered. No one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go on your way. And from now on, sin no more. Hallelujah. 
This is a story that many of us have heard before about the woman who was caught in adultery. The woman was brought. The law says she should be stoned. The Jewish law, she should be stoned. But when they brought her, Jesus said, the one who is without sin should throw the first stone. And none of them could throw the stone. I believe they came with stones. But the oldest one, when you grow, you grow old, you are very much aware of your weaknesses, of your wrongs, of how easily man can fall into sin. So the old man quickly realized that I've done it before. Me too. I've, done, I've passed that road before. Then they started going one by one. One by one. Until the, the young men think that they know. They, they are righteous. Until the old men go there, the young men were realizing that this thing, it looks like we they must also go. Hallelujah. Jesus is, was not in favor of adultery. Jesus was not saying adultery was good. But he was saying that if you are without sin, he didn't say if you are without adultery. He didn't say those who have not committed adultery should throw the stone first. He said those who are without sin should throw the first stone. In our society, maybe let me start from the church. In the church, we have some righteousness police. People have made themselves into poli righteousness police where they judge others. And when you judge, maybe let me look at the meaning of judge. When you judge somebody, it means you have an opinion of the person. And very often, it doesn't end in an opinion. You say it. It shows in your communication how you deal with the person. But are you without sin? Jesus is asking you. You are judging. Asking that. Judging means you are criticizing the person. And many of us criticize. We talk about people. In our mind, we judge. In our mouth, we criticize. And we condemn people. You see somebody doing something. The thing may be wrong. But today, I want you to take one thing from me, from, from the word. That in our dealing with people, you can either bring heaven down or you raise hell up. When you condemn somebody, you are bringing up hell. It's not helping the person. But you can bring down heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus brought heaven down. He brought compassion. He spoke about forgiveness. Is it good for, was it good for the woman to commit adultery? No. The answer is still no. But do we have to condemn her to the point of sentencing her to death when we ourselves we are we have our own things that we do it could be adultery it could be gossip to backbite it could be stealing it could be anything not honoring our father it could, there are many things that many of us are guilty of if none of us can say that He's, he has got no sin. None. 
Me, I cannot say that. And you cannot say that. So you have no right to judge. People come to church to be lifted up. People come to church for love. We call ourselves love sanctuary. Because it's a sanctuary of love. Sanctuary of forgiveness. Sanctuary of compassion. A sanctuary of grace and mercy. But there are people who judge. There are people who have left this church because they were judged. I'm aware, I know. And there are people who are here who are judging still. We are not the same. We are different. Hallelujah. I want us to take out that judgmental mentality and bring heaven down in every situation. In our dealing with everybody, let's bring heaven down. In, and from heaven comes love and compassion. From heaven comes forgiveness. From heaven, compassion means that maybe that's the person's weakness. Compassion means that you give the person the benefit of the doubt. Because you don't know what triggered some of the things. Sometimes you don't know what triggered somebody's action or somebody's behavior. But we sit back and we condemn. And we make ourselves busy bodies. But we call them busy bodies. Going about, talking. Talking. And now we don't go about. We take our phone. And on the phone we can lash and destroy people too. Other people. It is not acceptable. Even the woman caught in the act of adultery. I don't know how they caught it. They, they went to peep the window. And... <laughs> <laughs> but she was caught in the very act of adultery. But Jesus said, the one without sin. Are you without sin? You have no right to condemn anybody. I'll read some few scriptures. It's a very simple sermon. But I pray that the Holy Spirit will, will touch our hearts. So that we make this place uh, 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 live by its name of love. I'm not saying there should be disorder. No. I'm very, very, I'm a very strict person when it comes to order in the church. Very, very hard. Because without order, you will not be here. It's the order in church that has made it, as, uh, what do you call it, uh, attractive for you to come to church. So when somebody goes against the order, you correct the person. It is important. When there's a false teacher, a false prophet, Jesus said we should point them out and expose them. Somebody does something wrong, you go to the person and you correct the person or you discuss with the person. If you have no business with the person and the person's, is a person's life or something, sometimes you have no business. Those who gossip and judge, they have no business with the matter. No business whatsoever. But they'll be talking behind the person, judging the person, saying things about the person. It is not right. Sometimes if you get to know the background of the person, how the person got to where that person is and doing that thing, you will realize that even though the thing is wrong, maybe now crash is better, or if he is even better, or you have sympathy for the person. That is compassion. Sympathy mixed with love. 
and righteousness is compassion. You have compassion. May we have compassion for each other. Hallelujah. Let's read Matthew chapter 7 from verse 1. It says, do not judge. Still reading from the Amplified. Do not judge or criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteousness, superiority, as though assuming the office of a judge. Don't make yourself righteous. And you are talking so bitterly and so hard about somebody's behavior, somebody's action. Making yourself like you are a judge, you know what is right, you know what must be done, you, you are, you, you, no, who are you? Who gave you that power? Who gave you that authority over your fellow? And sometimes we do it in our family. We do it in the, in, in, at the workplace. You are, you are judging everybody. You see everybody and you are, you are judging. You see somebody's behavior. No, there, thou shalt not judge. Jesus said it. And he is saying it here again. Do not judge or criticize. Verse 2 says, For just as you hypocritically judge others when you are sinful and unrepentant. Some of us, we are hard. We don't repent. We are sinful. And yet, we judge people. For us, just we judge people hypocritically. So will you be judged? I've come to realize that people who talk about people normally are doing the same things they are talking about. Have you noticed that? And they are hiding their own. Then they will come and be talking about other people's own. In the church, it happens a lot. We must cease. We must stop. Hallelujah. Look at yourself. You know your background. You know the things you do in the dark. You know the things you do out of sight. Out of coverage area. <laughs> and yet, you come and be talking about other people's actions. It's not right. Bible is very much against it. When I was studying this, I realized there was a lot of scriptures. I can't quote them all. Plenty of scriptures about judge not. A lot. And when scripture says something, the New Testament is saying something, it is not because God will receive any favor or God become more God or become better God or he will, get, he will, he will gain anything from me too. It's because we, it's for us. Because we are losing. We are losing. That thing is for us. It's for our good. It's for our benefit. So judge not. It's for your benefit. That you don't judge. When you judge, you'll be judged. If you are the leader of a group and you are a leader of somebody and you, somebody does something wrong, you call the person, you talk to the person. But don't sit back and be judging others when you have no business as a leader. You could be in the same group. You are in the choir, and somebody's attitude be some way. Then you are telling other choir members, wait there. Oh, wait there, say, yeah, not It's not good. If there's something wrong, go to a leader, leader. Pastor asked me, I've noticed this and that and that. I think we should address it. And leave it. Don't carry it in your heart. And you see the person, you are looking down on the person. In your heart, it will show. You are spiritual beings. So if you judge me, I may not hear you say it, but when I meet you, somehow I know that there's no connection. 
Have you realized that thing? Because we are spiritual beings. I always say that somebody may see you and laugh. And say, oh, daddy, daddy, and go away. Another person may see you and just pass. But for me, I will know those who are the ones saying daddy, daddy, and doesn't love me. I will know that he doesn't love me. And somebody, the one who passed, may not have said anything. Just feeling shy or something. I may know that he has a good heart towards me. It's the same to you. You also have that spirit to discern. So don't be judging. If you judge, you'll be judged. In the same measure you judge, the same measure you'll be judged. I've noticed something. People have, somebody may be going through something. And then you sit back and you judge the person. This from experience. If you keep judging the person, what will happen is that circumstances will change and you also go through the same thing. And then you remember how you judged the others. You remember. And sometimes we bring problem upon ourselves by the way we judge people. Even somebody's dressing crowd can make you judge the person and that sort of thing. A time will, if you don't take care, a time will come. You don't even have what to wear. Hallelujah. I've seen it. happened several times. Those who are close to me know that when I'm talking about somebody negatively, I often don't want to listen. You are judging somebody. I say, no, 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 no. It's okay. And it doesn't mean that I didn't see the wrong. or the, I saw the wrong. I saw the thing the person did. If I have power over the person or have authority or the right, I'll go to the person and talk. But I'll not judge and stereotype put the person in a certain box. No, no. It doesn't help Bring heaven down into every relationship. Hallelujah. It says, in accordance with your standard of measure, okay, judgment will be measured. The way you judge people, the same measurement they will use to measure you. It says, why do you look at the insignificant speck that is in your brother's eye? But do not notice and acknowledge the egregious log that is in your own eye. There's a small speck in somebody's eye, and you are talking about that one. But meanwhile, there's a big log in your own eye, and you are ignoring that one. Let us stop judging. Hallelujah. Let us love one another. I'm not saying encourage people to do wrong things. But stop judging in your heart and putting them down in your heart. And stop talking about it. Some of us have made it. When you, are, you call your friend and you want to chat, this town, Takrade, is known for it. You, you, you talk about people negatively. What does that got to do with you? Would that put food on your table? Would that put money in your account? And you have no business. And sometimes you don't even know the person. 
in church. Then they'll try to tell you. When we start getting now, we say, uh, Sandy was Shatterly Green. Was Green. Ah, when we know, you say, Oh, you say, Who said that? Yeah, now, you say, Is that me, 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 who know? They, be, they, they are trying to, the negativity. They are not saying, say, oh, and say he did something nice. They, they will not say the good things. They will only say the negative things. And they are, they are condemning and they are judging. And maybe I, I didn't even notice. After church, if you ask me how dressed Mrs. Agri wear, I will not remember the color. I'm that daft. I will not remember. And family, but some people will remember the, uh, last week. Last week was away, and now this week was away. Unkai no, ah, not tiha, no. And then what they will say is negative. What I'm saying is it true or correct? Let us stop it. Is Reverend Olivia who started this thing? <laughs> I'm continuing. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we must clean our church. We must make it a place where people would love to come. When somebody is down, somebody has weaknesses, somebody has, even if walking in sin and things like that, you be able to come here and feel loved and the love will cleanse them. Hallelujah. But when we judge them, they will go and they will not come back. And that, that, that may be their last chance of knowing Jesus. Let's not judge. So, and very often, we have, a, we have a log in our eyes. We all have our weaknesses. Or how can you say to your brother, let me get a speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own? You hypocrite. Play actor. Pretender. First get a log out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. It's clear that those who judge people are hypocrites, pretender, play actor. You put yourself in a higher place. Sometimes we, 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 there's a scripture. Why do you want to condemn somebody to make you feel good? You think that if you condemn somebody, that makes you good? No. Let us love one another. Let us bring one another up. Let us not condone wrongdoing. But let's not judge to destroy. Let's not be hypocrites. To judge means to form an opinion or conclusion about someone. That's the judge. There are many meanings by it. Judge is a, somebody who sits in court. It's a judge. But the verb is this. It says, if you say don't judge me, so I don't criticize. That's indicating the faults of someone or something in a disapproving way. You can, it's wrong, but how do you say it? How do you criticize it? And do you have the right? Is it your business? And we shouldn't condemn people. We express complete disapproval to show to be guilty or unsatisfactory. Officially declare some, something unfit for use. 
the way we condemn people makes people feel useless. They lose their self-confidence. They, they, they feel unaccepted, unloved. And that has a way of making people lose out in life. People can progress in life if they don't have self-worth. And the way we condemn people, we, they lose self-worth. I've been there before. When you are condemned, and people, you see, sometimes we don't understand the circumstances that got the person to a particular place. And you condemn the person. I'm a chartered accountant, but I'm poor. I was a chartered accountant, but I, was, I, was, I couldn't make ends meet. I was struggling. And then you sit there and say, oh, we don't mind him. Lazy or no, you don't know what got me there. You are condemning me. You are criticizing me. You are judging me. Do you know what got me there? Do you know how come that things are not going well for me? You don't know. I've been there before. I've, I've been there. So I'm using myself as an example. People judge me. They look down upon you. Many of us do that. I mean, people's pain, we use it to criticize them. Their poverty, their, 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 even their illness. You, you, you say, oh, are we in Namdudu? Into no yare no. Afaun. What examples can you give me? What have we been talking about? Tell me. Them and, 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 and sometimes because we are sit, standing in front of we are leaders, you, you try to find fault with uh, uh, Madame Olivia. Oh, this is uh, uh, Pastor Penasem. Penasem, Papa. And then, uh, I say, Senna, if you are no deco concern, my pastor. It's not Pastor Penasem. If it because I appreciate her, it becomes a point. Of, 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 of judging, of criticizing. Why is You, what did he say about you? That's what my wife wants to say. Hallelujah. But you don't know the person, you don't know where the person came from, you don't know how the person got to where the person is. Will you shut up and look after your own life? Look at your life. One thing I've learned, and for those who are criticized, one thing I've learned is that don't take criticism or don't take judgment, don't take it serious from people whom you will not take advice from. Sometimes I go to Reverend Kuka and say, Reverend Kuka, at this scene, I don't know what to do. I need your advice. He's an elderly man. He's older than me. He's been through life, maybe about almost 10 years older than me. So I go to him and I talk to him. So I take advice from him. So if he comes to me to criticize, oh, daddy, we, we should have done this and that, I'll take it. But some people, I would never come to you for advice. So if you are criticizing me, just ask yourself, will this man come to me for advice? You are worrying yourself. If I'm coming to you for advice, I'll, I'll, don't, don't worry yourself criticizing me. And to all of you, anybody who criticizes you, look at the person and see, will I go to this man for advice? If the answer is no, forget about the criticism. 
Because the person is not worth it. The person is below you, far below. He can't advise you. Hallelujah. And very often, the people who are below you who criticize. When you start talking about somebody, you know that the person is ahead of you. If you start condemning, judging somebody, know that the person is ahead of you. That's why you can see him. If he's behind you, you couldn't have seen him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let's examine our own motives and conduct instead of judging others. I've said already, the conduct, of, the conduct that bothers us in others are often the habits we have in ourselves. Our bad habits and behavior patterns are the very ones we most want to change in others. We magnify others' faults whilst excusing ourselves, excusing our own. Jesus is against the hypocritical, judgmental attitude of tearing others down in order to build oneself up. When you bring somebody down, that doesn't mean you have gone up. That doesn't make you better. The whole thing is like MPP, NDC. Hey, they are stealing. They are not doing well. They are, they are uh, incompetent. Blah, blah, blah. That, but that doesn't make it that you will be competent. The fact that you are condemning somebody doesn't make you any better. That's no proof that you are better. Hallelujah. It's no proof. So tearing people down is not good. You let them lose their self-confidence and it will hurt them. Bring heaven down. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that we should overlook wrong behavior. I've said it. But it's a call for edifying rather than negative tearing down. When somebody's done something wrong, let's find a way of edifying the person, building the person up. You cannot do it because you don't have that relationship with the person. Because you are below and you've seen it. It bothers you. Pray for the person. What the next thing you can do is to talk to somebody who can, I've noticed this. Pastor Phil, I've noticed this and that. I think it's, it's not, it's do something about it. And leave it. And forget it. Don't tell anybody else. Because the other person you are telling cannot do anything about it. You're only destroying the person. Spreading false or wrong information, negative information. Then Pastor Phil, who can talk to the person, will talk to the person. And it's done. Keep praying for the person. Hallelujah. When I do something wrong in the church, you know people do a lot of things. They say, hey, this person is doing this. Me, you know it is wrong to do whatever, and you are doing it. Once it doesn't, if I have power to tell you, I'll tell you. If I don't have power to tell you, I think it's not right to tell you, I'll leave you. I'll pray for you. But if you are doing something that will affect another person in the church, that will affect the faith or whatever of another person in the church, that one, it is my duty to make sure there's order in the church. So I'll stop you. I'll talk to you and say, no, stop what you are doing. Because it's affecting other people. That, it could be anything. It could be administrative, it could be spiritual, it could be sin, it could be anything. A young man wants to sleep with all the girls in the church and things, I'll confront you. That is wrong. 
I'll confront you because it's my, I have the power to confront you. And the leaders have the power to confront you on that matter and say, look, this is what you've noticed. Will you stop it? This lady has come. The other lady has come. You've pr proposed to five ladies. We can do only one wedding. So please make, make up your mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now let me, let's read some scriptures. Romans chapter 10 verse, Romans chapter 14 verse 10. It says, by you, why do you criticize your brother? Or, or you again, why do you look down on your believing brother or regard him with contempt? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Hallelujah. It's only God who judges. Verse 13 says, Then let us not criticize one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block or a source of temptation in another believer's way. When you are criticizing people, you are putting a stumbling block in their way. Romans chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, you have no excuse or justification, every one of you, who hypocritically judges and condemns others. For in passing judgment on another person, you condemn yourself because you who judge from a position of arrogance or self-righteousness are habitually practicing the very same things which you denounce. James chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. Believers, do not speak against or slander one another. He who speaks self-righteously against a brother or judges his brother hypocritically speaks against the law and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and to destroy the one God who has the absolute power of life and death. But who are you to hypocritically or self-righteously pass judgment on your neighbor? Hallelujah. Who are you? Who are you? I was reading something. Let me, let me quote here. It says, if you judge people, you have no time to love them. So if you keep on talking about people, judging Pastor Du, judging Pastor Yossin, because they are in the forefront, you, you will make mistakes and you are judging. You have, no, you have no time. If you are judging them, you have no time to love them. So you know that if you are judging somebody, you can't love the person. But our duty as believers, as Christians, especially in the same household, is to love one another. Hallelujah. It's Mother Teresa who said this. If you judge people, you have no time to love them. Say, do not judge someone just because they sin differently from you. Don't judge someone because their sin is different from your own. Because you're also sinning. You also have your own. Before you judge me, walk a mile in my shoes. Hallelujah. Before you judge me, walk a mile in my shoes. 
if you live in the person's shoes for a day, live in the person's life for a day, you will not judge the person. Because people hardly want to destroy themselves. It is circumstances that make people, yes, people make mistakes. But stop judging. Stop it. Hallelujah. And then don't judge someone based on the opinion of others. Hallelujah. When somebody comes to you and talks about me, don't judge me based on that person's opinion. Know me for yourself and make an opinion on me. Let us bring heaven down in every relationship. Let's have compassion. Let's have love. Let us have mercy. Let us have grace. These are attitudes of heaven. Instead of condemnation, criticizing, tearing down, judging negatively. I pray that this church will be a better place, a sanctuary where everybody would love to be here. Everybody would love to enjoy. At the end of the week, you run here. Anytime you run here, you know that you are coming for a place, to a place where you'll be loved, you'll be cared for. And you and I will all have to do this. Thank you. God bless you. You changed my destiny with the awesome price you paid. Now I can say. Thank you for listening. Follow us on YouTube and on Facebook at Prosper Asamoah for more of these teachings. God bless you.